Welcome back to Man Eaters, the only true crime podcast on the internet where all the killers are real animals. My name's James, and thank you for joining me. And look, I don't, I don't want to come off as inappropriate, but believe me, that the last thing I want to do is make our relationship weird in any way. And I feel like we should be an open book. Um, if I say anything that you think is inappropriate or makes you feel uncomfortable, I want you to let me know. But I just wouldn't be able to like keep recording without putting this out there you you look really good today you look great Uh, what's there's something different about you I I don't know if it's like a new haircut or it's like you know maybe maybe you've got a new outfit on but you just there's something about you today you're glowing (laughs) that's that's what it is you're absolutely glowing and and this okay this one's gonna definitely come across as weird but I kind of don't care you know in for a penny in for a pound you also smell really good today like it uh, I'm gonna try and guess. It's like vanilla bean, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's vanilla bean. I knew it. Yep, it's and it's great. You know, and people people dunk on vanilla. You know, they say it's basic. There's nothing basic about it. The sweet scent of vanilla bean. Who doesn't like that? And who doesn't like you? You look beautiful. You smell great, and you taste oh, fucking sexy. Welcome back to the show. <laughs> Uh, today, you know, we're talking about a really interesting story today. One of the things I really like about this podcast and about this topic, animal attacks, is every now and again you get a story that crosses over into the mainstream global history. Um, you know, it happened with the sinking of the USS Indianapolis and those shark attacks. Obviously, that was such a huge maritime disaster. Um, and so those two topics sort of cross over. It happened with Harambe when Donald Trump sort of <laughs> weighed into that. It happens more than you think. And today we're talking about, well, we're actually talking about a couple stories. We have an entree and a main course. The main course um, is, it's a very bizarre story. It's the only, as far as I can tell, the only recorded case of a head of state of a global, of a country um, dying from a monkey attack. Uh, so we're going to talk monkey attacks today. I, I don't know what this episode's going to be called, um, if we're going to call it M- Monkey Madness, or I'm going to call it The Time a Monkey Killed the King of Greece. I, I haven't really decided. Um, but oh, ooh, before we jump in, I just really quickly want to say, and I don't want to do this every episode because it does seem self-indulgent, but I want to thank the people who messaged me um, talking about the last episode um, with the elephants. Uh, and just sort of share my appreciation of those for listening and sharing their thoughts. I did have a couple people um, ask me why I didn't talk about Topsy the Elephant, which is arguably a more famous um, example of an elephant fatality um, than than Tyke was, probably on par with Mary. Um, for those of you who don't know, Ta- uh, Topsy was this elephant that was electrocuted to death. It was kind of like, <laughs> they basically put it to death by the Edison Electric Company. And the part of the story that's really interesting is that there's a big misconception, and you might think it too, that Thomas Edison electrocuted this elephant to death, when in reality, um, Thomas Edison had nothing to do with the Edison Electrical Company at that point in time. I believe he had been forced out or something like that. So that's a really interesting story, and it's absolutely one that we will cover at a later date. Um, But those of you asking for me to cover it soon, I think that I don't want to do two elephant stories too close to each other. I'm trying to space these out. You'll never see me do uh, two of the same animal back to back. So 
Maybe wait for season two for that one, but I am interested. Uh, also, if you are interested in giving me your feedback about what animal stories you like to do, maybe giving me a suggestion for one that I might not have heard, um, you can do that. We do have an Instagram, which is at Pod i think um just search man eaters pod something it'll come up um we also have a email now um man eaters podcast at gmail.com so you can send through any suggestions for stories or any feedback any corrections um you know i've had a couple of people <laughs> point out some inconsistencies or mistakes that i've made and i love that i'm never gonna get offended because i'm not perfect and i'm not a biologist i'm just an actor with a weird specific interest in this topic so uh, please feel free to do that. One day, I'm sure we'll have to do a, a big episode of corrections, but but not today. Finally, before we jump into the story, I try to keep these episodes evergreen. I don't I, I don't want to put in too many, um, you know, pop culture references and stuff that make the episodes dated. I want people to listen to these for years to come. But we have to talk about it, dude. Will Smith punched Chris Rock in the face today, and that, and I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> It's the best thing that's ever happened. I like I like them both, but wow, it's cool. And I probably shouldn't be talking about this on the on the podcast when it has nothing to do with animals, but there's surely got to be a way to like, you know, work it into the topic and oh, you know what? <laughs> you know how we do this, right? Because this punch in the face, right? This was human animal conflict. It was a man-eater's story because Will Smith punched Marty the Zebra in the face from Madagascar. You guys remember Madagascar, right? It's all of our favorite movie. We collectively decided, the man-eater nation decided that Madagascar (laughs) was our favorite movie. Uh, Closely followed by Puss in Boots. (laughs) Oh, anyway, just wanted to (laughs) get that off my chest. Let's jump into it. Like I said before, Entree and then main course. So here we are. Um, let's just jump into Monkey Madness. <laughs> Before we get into the actual events that transpired, I want to talk a little bit about monkeys. Um, because when you picture a monkey like me, you're probably thinking of this cute little creature. They've got little hands and they eat peanuts and stuff and they're very cute. And that's correct. They are very cute. I think monkeys are adorable. I wish I was one. I wish I had one. Um, However, monkeys are incredibly problematic in certain parts of the world. And I don't mean that in the way that they like tweet anti-Semitism or alt-right propaganda. I mean that they cause a lot of issues, uh, particularly in Southeast Asia, in places like India and China. Um, They're basically a kind of pest. uh, And the the most common form of injury with uh, with monkeys is a monkey bite. So here's just a little bit of information about monkey bites and why they're dangerous and why if you are traveling in those areas um, or you're interacting with monkeys at all, it's really important that you manage that. Don't let them climb all over you and definitely don't let them bite you because, well, I'll get into it. So monkey bites. Monkey bites are the second most common form of animal bite in India after dogs. Monkey bites are responsible for 2 to 21% of all animal bite injuries in that country. Monkey bites are a significant cause of concern for travelers. The treatment is determined by a variety of conditions, including whether or not rabies has been suspected. Managing these bites entails the following. Cleaning and caring for wounds, antibiotics as a preventative measure, treatment for rabies after a bite, and treatment for tetanus after a bite. A monkey bite can be serious business. They can cause devastating diseases. Some Asian monkey species are carriers of the simian herpes B virus. This virus was initially discovered after an investigator was bitten by a seemingly healthy monkey. 
This researcher died of encephalitis not long after receiving the bite. With other simian-acquired infections of this virus, fatality rates as high as 80% have been recorded. Currently, transmission of the virus by monkey bite almost always occurs as a result of biomedical research personnel's occupational exposure. Monkey bite infections causes have been described as hephetic skin lesions and sensory abnormalities near the exposure site, fever and non-specific flu, myalgias and headaches, exhaustion and gradual neurological impairment, including dyspnea, are all symptoms of the infection. The conclusion is always fatal if the central nervous system has been involved. However, with the widespread use of antiviral medicine for both prevention and treatment, instances are now uncommon and deaths are even more uncommon. However, they do still occur. Education and traveler warnings are used to prevent the spread of the disease. Surveillance for the presence of rabies in monkey populations is also part of the prevention strategy. The impact of monkey bites is not well understood due to a lack of research. Between 1960 and 2013, 159 human rabies infections were reported as a result of monkey bites. While death by an infection is the most common cause of death from an adverse interaction with monkeys, it is certainly not the only thing that can go wrong. This is evidenced by our first story today, the death of the mayor of Delhi. <laughs> Surinda Singh Bajwa was born in 1955 and was the deputy mayor of Delhi. He served as a member of the Bharatiya Janata Party and was elected councillor of the Anrad Vihar ward in 2007. On October 20th, 2007, at around 7am, Bajwa was attacked by a group of rhesus macaques at his home while he was enjoying morning tea and reading a newspaper. The monkeys approached and aggressively attacked Bajwa. His family reported the attempt to fight the monkeys off, but they were unusually savage. Bajwa eventually fell from a first floor balcony and suffered serious spine and head trauma. One day later, he succumbed to these injuries and passed away at the Indra Pasha Apollo Hospital. This was not the first incident involving aggressive monkeys in the area. The city has long struggled to counter its plague of monkeys which invade government complexes and temples, snatch food and scare passers-by. The High Court ordered the city to find an answer to the problem in 2006, but they failed to come up with any long-term solutions. Locals said that monkeys are a big problem in this area, and despite hiring hunters, the problem still persists. All of us have been facing this problem for the past several years, said Sheta Jane, Bajwa's neighbour. Bajwa was survived by his wife Nimi and his two sons. His eldest son Deepak is a Mumbai-based actor, while the youngest one returned from the US a few months after pursuing higher studies. So that was our entree, and now we're moving on to the main event, the main course, that time a monkey killed the King of Greece and literally changed world history. And that is not hyperbole. Um, it, it's absolutely factual and accurate. So before we get into this story, it's important to get some historical context. So. Alexander of Greece was the king of Greece from the 11th of June 1917 until his death three years later in 1920. He was the second son of Constantine I and he was born in the palace of Tatio on the outskirts of Athens. The political landscape in Greece at this time is complex, but here are some highlights that are important to know. Number one. Constantine I officially was neutral in World War I, however, he was openly friendly with Germany. He was actually known as a bit of a Germanophile after his military training in Prussia. In addition to this, his brother-in-law was actually Kaiser Wilhelm II. Number 2. His pro-German attitude prompted a split between the royal family and the Greek government. Prime Minister Eleftherios Venizelos, and I 
do not think I pronounced that correctly, but I have to move on, wanted to support the powers of France, Britain, and Russia, also known as the Entente Powers, in hopes of incorporating parts of the Ottoman Empire and the Balkans into the Greek territory. With the support from the Entente, the Prime Minister formed the parallel government to that of the King in 1916. During World War I, Alexander succeeded his father Constantine I after he and his firstborn son George were exiled by the followers of Prime Minister Venizelos. Alexander had little to no political experience and was effectively made a powerless figurehead who was essentially imprisoned in his own palace. Regardless of his status as a puppet, King Alexander supported Greek troops during the war against the Ottoman Empire. During his reign, the Greek territory grew considerably following victory in World War I and the preliminary stages of the Greco-Turkish War between 1919 and 1922. Alexander controversially married a commoner named Aspasia Manos in 1919, provoking a major scandal that forced the couple to leave Greece for several months. Soon after returning to Greece with his wife, Alexander was killed, and this is where the monkey madness begins. On the 2nd of October 1920, Alexander was walking through the grounds of the Tatoy estate. A domesticated Barbary macaque belonging to one of the stewards of the palace's grapevines attacked the king's German shepherd, a dog named Fritz. Isn't that cute? Alexander attempted to separate the two animals. As he did, another monkey attacked Alexander and bit him deeply on the legs and torso. After a struggle, servants arrived and chased away the monkeys. The king's wounds were promptly cleaned and dressed, but critically they were not cauterized. The king did not consider the incident serious and asked the servants to keep quiet about the attack. That night, the king suffered a severe fever and it was clear that his wounds had become infected. Doctors considered amputating his legs, but none wished to take on the responsibility of such a drastic action themselves. On the 19th of October, he suffered hallucinations and called out for his mother. The Greek government refused to allow her to re-enter the country from her exile in Switzerland. Instead, Olga, Alexander's grandmother, was allowed to return alone to Athens and tend to the king. She was, however, delayed by treacherous seas, and by the time she arrived, Alexander had already died of sepsis 12 hours earlier, at 4pm on the 25th of October, 1920. He was 27 years old. The other members of his family, including his father Constantine and his brother George, were notified of his death by telegram that evening. His body was laid in state at Athens Cathedral until his funeral was held on October 29th. Again, the Greek government did not allow any members of the royal family to return to Greece for the funeral. Queen Olga was the only member who attended. Foreign leaders from Serbia, Russia, Britain and France also attended the funeral. After the service, Alexander's body was buried in the grounds of the Palace of Tatoi, the very same place he was born. The Greek government and even the Greek royal family never really viewed Alexander's rule as fully legitimate. While other monarchs are given the inscription, King of the Hellenes, Prince of Denmark, Alexander's reads Alexander, son of the King of the Hellenes, Prince of Denmark. According to Alexander's favourite sister, Queen Helen of Romania, this feeling of illegitimacy was also shared by Alexander himself. Alexander's death created issues regarding the throne succession and the nature of the Greek government. The king's descendants were not in the line of succession due to an illegitimate marriage. The Hellenic parliament urged that Constantine I and Crown Prince George be barred from the succession, but that the monarchy be preserved by voting in another member of the royal family as the new sovereign. A Greek minister in Bern, acting on behalf of the Greek authorities, offered the kingdom to Alexander's younger brother Prince Paul on October 29, 1920. 
Paul, on the other hand, refused to be king while his father and older brother were still alive, claiming that none of them had relinquished their claims to the kingdom and that he was not the rightful heir. The throne remained empty and the legislative elections of 1920 devolved into a brawl between the followers of ex-King Constantine and the supporters of the Prime Minister, who wanted republicanism. With the war in Turkey dragging on, the monarchists eventually triumphed. Demetrius Rallus was elected as the new Prime Minister. Venizalos, who had lost his own parliamentary seat, chose to flee Greece in exile. Rallus appointed Queen Olga as Queen Regent until Constantine's arrival. Greece ended up losing the Greco-Turkish War, with massive military and civilian fatalities under the restored rule of King Constantine I. During King Constantine's reign, the territory gained on the Turkish mainland was lost. Alexander's death from monkey bites during an election campaign destabled the Venizalos dictatorship, and the loss of allied assistance that followed led to Greece's territorial ambitions failing. In addition to this, the change in the country's leadership is credited as a major reason for the massive loss of civilian and military lives. Winston Churchill once said, It is perhaps no exaggeration to remark that a quarter of a million people died of this monkey's bite. Okay, so I bet you didn't realise that uh, a monkey inadvertently caused the death of a quarter million people, but you do now, thanks to me. And also Wikipedia and a couple other sources, but mainly Wikipedia. Um, I find this story so interesting, and maybe you don't... I don't know, we'll see how people like this, uh, you know, the history of this episode. It was a little bit light on the animals, I understand that, but... Look, when a monkey kills the King of France in 1920, you, you gotta talk about it, I mean, you can't not. I was surprised at how, you know, deep the rabbit hole of, <laughs> of history was. Last night I was reading about this story and I was just like, Jesus Christ, I've been reading about Greek politics and the Turkish-Greco war for about three hours and it didn't really matter <laughs> because I didn't really touch on it too much. Uh, but yeah, there you go. That was Monkey Madness, aka the time a monkey killed the King of Greece and led to the death of 250 million people. Oh wait, no, a quarter of a million people, 250,000 people. Jesus, I'm dumb. Anyway, that was our episode. Thank you so much for joining me. If you did like this, head over to our Instagram and, I don't know, pop a like on it. Follow us. Follow us everywhere that you listen to your podcast, please. I got some interesting data the other day that 70% of the people listening are not subscribed, which is disgusting. And I'm absolutely putrid about it. And all the stuff I said earlier about you looking nice and smelling good, yeah, daddy lied. But if you go and you subscribe and follow on Spotify and iTunes and leave me a five-star review, well, maybe I'll give you a compliment next time. How about that? Let's let's make a little bet. And I, I realize I'm kind of talking to myself right now, but let's make a bet. I haven't planned this. If we can get that number, 70% of you not subscribed, if we can get that down to 60% in the next week before the next episode, um, I will. What will I do? I don't know. I'll do something embarrassing. You can give me a suggestion, send me a message, whatever, figure it out. Uh, thank you for listening. You know, one criticism I have been given is that these episodes, people say this isn't true crime um, because there's no mystery here, okay? Well, I've got a mystery for you next week, okay? It's an animal that killed hundreds of people in France and no one knows what that animal is, okay? There's a mystery about what it actually was, all right? So we're going to talk about that. It's the Beast of Gurovan or something. I can't really pronounce the word. I'll figure it out. Um, speaking of pronunciation, Indian and Greek names. Man, Greek names are harder than Indian names. I would not have called that. 
I, I hope I did my best, but um, if you're Greek out there and you're like, this guy sucks. That's my Greek accent, by the way. It's very racist. Um, I apologize to you. <laughs> I apologize for a lot. Um, mainly the last 30 seconds of this episode. Wow, is this what gets me cancelled? I don't know. Join me next week for an actual mystery. Uh, thank you for listening. Follow me on all the bullshit. Click subscribe. Click five-star review. You know, whatever it is. Uh, I'll see you next time. Everybody, please, I'm begging of you, stay safe. Because as we know... It's a jungle out there.